Morning, Iceman. Yo, baby. Can I be your maverick if you be my Iceman? Oh, you need some real shades on that, them girly things you've got. I found out last night that Steve Plater owns a plane. It's the best news I've heard all week. <laughs> and he's going to take me out for a little spin in it when yep, he's... Yeah, uh, a loop-the-loop. But he is putting it all back together, so it does slightly worry me that Steve's putting it... You don't have to be worried, sweetheart. All right. Well, yeah. anyway, yeah. Maverick. Oh, no, I'm Maverick. Hello everybody, welcome to TT Daily. We have another action-packed day. Steve, temperature's up already. Wind's up as well. Do you think that's going to affect the races today? No, I don't think so. I mean, I spoke to Clark of the course last night at the governor's reception and he was a little bit worried of the wind today, uh, looking at the forecast. But in all fairness, uh, he's, they're quite happy this morning. I've spoken to some, to some of the guys that have already been out on the warm-up this morning, uh, some of the front guys, and they said, yeah, it's a little bit blowy. It's coming, yeah, it's coming from the left into Windy Corner, 32nd, 33rd. It gets under you a little bit, but it's certainly not as bad as last year was. No. So what do you th- what 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 do we think we're going to see? A steadier race out today in that superstar race. It's only three laps. Don't forget. So they've got to they've well, got to get on it on the pipe. Hope they soon get on with it, so we can see some racing. Nah, I'm only joking. Obviously, a uh, couple of hold ups at the moment. Uh, which would you believe? Greba Bridge. There is an overhanging branch that has worked its way loose, and they're worried. So they're sending out. Uh, uh, some guys to, to set the branches down and make it safe for the riders, which is fabulous. But hey, it's the Alaman TT. I keep saying it. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in the races as well. Is Michael Dunlop, is Michael Dunlop going to make history today? Good question. You know, we could see a record made. We could see him equal Uncle Joey's records, you know, but, you know, anything can happen. There's a lot of fast lads. It's uh, super stock first, as you've already mentioned, mate, and we know how fast Hickey is on the Superstock. That BMW now has won the last six Superstock races at the Aleman TT and uh, four of those with Hickey. So it's a tough call. But, you know, I know Michael's got the bit between his teeth. He went out on the Stocker this morning, made some quite big changes um, because he wasn't happy with it in the first race and seems quietly happy. So we're probably going to see him going faster. It just depends on what Hickey can do. All right, let's look towards that super twin race. Uh, I like to call it the war of attrition because it is. However, we saw in that first race, not many of the big names broke down. Everyone seemed to to get through the race. Yeah, a couple, couple of breakdowns, but, you know, it is a war of attrition. Um, and it's the second race. A lot of them will be on the same engines, so Ooh. we could see anything, really. Great to see Brownie. Uh, Mike Brown on the podium, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's he's got confidence, obviously. But you know what? Um, I don't believe if Michael gets the finish line, I don't believe anyone's going to beat him. No. Right, Steve, go and get your Buzz Lightyear suit on. If you can hear the music in the background, that's because the tension is building in the fan park as we head towards the first race. I'm going to head up onto the start line, see who I can grab and have a chat with. I've, had a, I've had a text message from my old mate Derek Crutchlow, Deck Crutchlow, oh, Cal yeah. Crutchlow's yeah. dad, and he said he's watching back home on TT+, and he said I look like a 70s porn star with my overalls on. All you need is a tash, mate, now. Bye, heck. Right, Steve, go. I'll chat to you after this race. Mustache. Ha, 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 ha.
So here we are, start of the Superstock race. It's been delayed by about 45 minutes, but the riders are on the grid. Helmets are on, eyes are looking focused. Some people are smiling, some people are tense, some people are nervous, but they're all looking forward to getting down Glen Crutchery Road, setting off, hopefully hitting some PBs, getting some top 10s, some top 20s. But I'm gonna head down to the front now to speak to a man who is probably one of the last people that get to touch these riders before they, uh, before they actually go off on the, uh, on the race. And this is Mark. This is Mark, he's the man that holds that shoulder. So our, on our podcast, we always ask the question, what's it like to get the tap on the shoulder? But well, what's it like to give the tap on the shoulder? I don't know really, it's, um, I just do it as a matter of course, you know, yeah. it's just, uh, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be uh, asked to do the job for the last two years. Um, my predecessor, Paul, um, uh, had to retire, so I was fortunate enough to take the job over and, and I'm very lucky, I suppose, yeah. It, it seems, although it is just holding on to the rider, letting him go, it seems quite an important part of the TT, quite a, quite a traditional part of the it TT. It is a, a traditional part, and I think long may continue, not just from my point of view, but I think, you know, it, uh, lots of people comment about it and think, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it is, as you say, part of that, that, that sort of ritual, really. And I know we shouldn't have favourites, but who do we uh, who do we enjoy seeing coming towards us and, and being able to grab their shoulder? Do you know something? Uh, sometimes I don't even realise who's stood <laughs> next to me. Yeah. The odd occasion I do, and then uh, uh, usually the, the front runners, of course. You know, I, yeah. I sort of recognise the numbers and the clocks, but um, I don't really have a favourite. I'll be honest. I don't. You know, and, and uh, you know, I just thing. the only thing I, I wish is that they all come back safe. Exactly. That's that's. You that's know, that's what I think we would wish. all wish for, really. Yeah. Do you ever get nervous doing it? No. No, I don't. You just enjoy it? Yeah, I do. Perfect. Mark? And you pleasure. can't have the job, unfortunately. Uh, no, I, hey, listen, I love my job. So you you love your job and you do that, That's and I'll right. do this. Thank you, Mark. Cheers. Cheers. Really interesting speaking to Mark there. I'm just going to move. I'm going to head down toward, towards the grid now where I can see all the riders lining up. I'm going to see if I can squeeze a quick word with Dean Harrison. Dean's a podium contender. He is a race winner, potentially. So if I do get a second, I'll, uh, I'll just grab his eye and, and have a quick word. Uh, it's a pretty important race for Dean this one, so I don't want to uh, I don't want to disturb him if he doesn't want to be spoken to. But I will try and get him in. Have you got a minute? Yeah, is that all right, mate? Uh, just putting your earplugs in. Um, big race for you this one. Another chance of getting on that podium and potentially pushing Hickey and uh, and potentially Michael off that top spot. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't want to be is it pessimistic, uh, but I think that might be a tall order in this in this today's race. Uh, being optimistic, the podium would be nice again, so I'll be trying, but I don't feel very good this morning. I said it lads, I went and did that, that practice stuff for a long, and I just feel a bit, I just, I don't know, I feel a bit shit. Excuse my French. That's all right, a lot uh, of people are. Yeah, uh, and I don't know why. So I'm hoping when I set off and I get to Tampa Braille, I've extinguished all of that feeling. I'm sure you will And it's filled with adrenaline and, ah! <laughs> Enjoy, mate, good luck. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, mate. <laughs> So for the listeners here, we've just obviously spoken to Dean Harrison. We're headed all the way down the back of the grid now. And you know what? The back of the grid is just as important as the front of the grid. We've got a young man here that we're going to talk to now. Ryan Kringle. It's not been the best start, but we're, uh, we're finally getting there now, mate. How are you feeling today? Yeah, all good. Um, I had a couple of little minor issues in the warm lap. Because like, this is new to me now, I've been lucky. I've not had to deal with these sort of weather conditions yet. But we had a lot of weaving, but we've done something to try and make this improve. Um, just silly like going down so we straight and that it, it, it went from a weave to more of a tank so I had to roll out of it but 
we'll we'll be there. We'll finish it. We'll just we'll just have, if, if it's not right, I'll just manage it and make, all I want to do is see the checkered flag. You know, pretty much hit every target we've came here to set. It's just about enjoying these last two days now. I'm sure you will, mate. Good luck, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Good luck. That was Ryan Kringle. Ryan Kringle, uh, one of the newcomers at the TT, been absolutely smashing it. But like I said, he's had a few issues. Hopefully, he'll uh, he'll iron them out during the race, and he'll be uh, he'll be seeing a top twenty finish again. I think he'll be happy with uh, with top twenty. All right, so now it's time to go racing. Helmets are on, gloves are on. Riders are cocking their legs over the bikes as we speak, and in the distance, you can hear that the first rider on the road is off. That's Davo Johnson. I mean, as much as I love Pete, I didn't think he was going to be winning this race. But history has been made, but probably not the history we were expecting. Let's get these riders up on the podium. We'll have a chat with them. First off, in third place, his first TT podium. Everybody, make some noise. It's Josh Brooks! What a mate. Sit down there, sit down there. Next up, I love to see him on the podium, but I'm terrified because I do not speak any French. Everybody give it up for Pierre E. Pierre! And then the man that did the double today. We're going to have to talk about that superstar race. We're going to have to talk about that outright, outright lap record. But for now, your Carol Nash Super Twin Race 2 winner, it is P. To Hickman! I don't even know where to start with that race. There was so much going on. Josh, what a race, exactly. What a race. Josh, gutted for what happened in the pit lane. Fat, fi fat fingers. Fat fingers. So what did happen? It looked like you were out, but luckily it got going again. So there's a, a, a big red button and it, it powers up the whole system. And then there's a small black button and I've got to press the small black button to start the engine. Right. But somehow in the, in the confusion of everything that's going on, there was hands over the top for the fuel and hands rubbing the, with the rag to mop up the fuel that had spilled. And there was just hands everywhere. And I just threw my hands in the direction of the handlebars. No. And my fat thumb or finger or whatever <laughs> must have hit the big red button and just turned everything off. That was it. So then I was pressing my scheduled black button to start the engine and nothing was happening. But what happens is then I was like, oh, that's pretty obvious. I've hit the wrong button, hit the red one. It should all fire back up. But there's like a delay. So when you hit the red button, you've got to wait like a certain period of time before anything happens. And then you're so off I'm, again. So I'm hitting the red button like a bunch of times. So then you don't know if you pushed it in or you've pushed it out or you pushed it back <laughs> in again. As soon as you pushed it more than two or three times, you're lost. Yeah. So I'm just sat there with this like dead screen and then time's ticking over and then people are over trying to like assist and... And then finally, the, the dash and everything lit up because it needs like a booting time. Yeah. And then, boom, it started up and we're, we're away. But that was 30 seconds gone. Did, did you realise how competitive you were at that point? Did you realise you were up there fighting for the, uh, the lead? Well, I'd s I didn't know exactly, but I'd seen like two or three yellow flags and no crashes. But obviously, I knew 
that the yellow flags were for people had, had retired from the from the race. So I, I thought, you know, a fifth the other day, maybe a third's possible. But once I'd screwed up that pit stop, I thought that's, that's it. it. It's all over. And then after the pit stop, the first pit board I saw was like P7 or something. And I was like, well, there's no way I can come back from P7. But then like the, the racer instinct in me from short circuits was like, no, no, don't be demoralized by that. Just, you know, keep flat. These bikes are renowned for mechanical failures, hence mm -hmm. all, the, all the people dropping out of the race. So I thought just keep it pinned, keep it lit. And even if it doesn't help me in that race, it'll help me for races in the future. So I was just rode as hard as I could till the end. I was using all the road and a little bit more at times. I was bouncing off curbs and things. Yeah. And I was um, riding, you know, I felt a little bit like Michael Dunlop-esque, you know, <laughs> with the, <laughs> running it all the way to the curbs and stuff. I felt like I was doing like 125 <laughs> mile an hour lap, you know, speed. But. Did you know at any point, when did you get a board that said P3 to let you know you were in, in the podium or uh, P2? I saw it on the last lap coming right. out of the Craig. Oh, right, so it wasn't right until the yeah, end. Yeah, it was right until the last bit where I saw that it was P3. Yeah, at one point you were one of the fastest, if not the fastest rider out on the track. You were just kicking ass and taking names, flying. Yeah, I, um, I caught Pierre and he, uh, he come back past me in the straight. I was like, you, you bastard, <laughs> you know. Because obviously he's, a race, he's racing for his position too, you know. Yeah. So we're, we're actually on track fighting each other. It, was, it, was, it wasn't like a normal time trial. It was like... A short circuit race out there it was weird but awesome i loved it good pierre where's your microphone oui ça va oui et toi ah très bien that's all i've got how was the race yeah uh, the race was uh strange finally yeah. <laughs> uh i have seen my pit board at the gooseneck i was p5 and uh same time minus four to the force, so. Mm -hmm. But I have to do just my race. I want to take pleasure and ride in security and continue to learn. And uh, we do a fast pit stop again with my crew, the PHA crew. And um, I see the pit board at Balakrain, I was P3. I say, oh, maybe Ziki, because you have the same hoodie, his panel to mm -hmm. at Balakrain. And finally, uh, I pass at Gooseneck, again P3. Oh. oh. Yeah, and uh, in the last lap, Josh passed me on the break on the first turn, and I said, oh, I, ra I raced uh, behind Josh, and after I take a goose ring with him on a cross-by, and he passed me Gorslier, and I decided to race behind Josh for maybe control, because maybe Josh is two and me three, mm -hmm. and uh, finally I have seen uh, again my pit board P2, <laughs> and uh, I have seen Josh, I have understand Josh is three, so I have given all on the last two sectors, and conserve my P2, so I'm very lucky and happy. And the team up there, when you came into uh, the winner's enclosure, they went mad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's, it's a dream, I think, for all team, for my family too, for yeah. my sponsor. So I'm super proud. And when I have seen Pete win the race too, it's, it's a dream. It's <laughs> a dream. It's like the Pete Hickman Mafia right now, isn't it? <laughs> We've all got a connection somewhere to Pete here. So, Pete, this, this really is a, a story of the, uh, the tortoise and the hare, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you were the, the, the hare today. Yeah, definitely that. No, we, we were the tortoise, yes. weren't we? Yeah. Uh, what were we, 10 mile an hour down or something down Sylvia or something stupid? But, um, yeah, do you know what? The little R7s, it handles so, so well. It's just really underdeveloped. Um, 
we've not had it for very long. We actually only got the bike running the Saturday that we went to the Northwest, which was only a couple of weeks ago. That, that's how new it is. And uh, after the, the weekend or the week that we had last, last week with loads and loads of problems, we never got past seven miles. Uh, Balacrane was as far as I got <laughs> on it last week. Uh, and then the organizers were super, super helpful and, and accommodating with getting us out on the warm-up lap on the Tuesday. Um, I borrowed an engine from Rutter. I've said it already. It's going to cost me an absolute fortune. But um, <laughs> I bet he's already emailed me the invoice. I'm 100%. just not going to read my email. I'm just not going <laughs> to read my emails. But um, the boys actually worked really hard yesterday. We were probably about 10 to 15 horsepower down on Tuesday. And we're, we're now only about 10 horsepower down. So um, the boys worked really, really hard yesterday. So just a fantastic race, really. I didn't expect to be on the podium, never mind a win. Um, but as the boys have said already, these, the twin bikes in particular, it's a bit of a war of attrition. And I was really surprised on Tuesday. Like nobody really, at least in the front group, nobody yeah. broke down on Tuesday. And I was actually really quite surprised. But um, it looks like they were all on their limit because they've all gone bang on the first or second lap here. So, um, yeah, absolutely brilliant for us. Um, the Peter Hickman Racing crew from my own side and obviously from Pierre as well, having a teammate. Um, French, I reckon we're the first French rider on the on a TT podium. That's what we're pretty sure of. We um, and not only that, yeah, it deserves a round of applause. But not <laughs> finished fourth last year, so he was super close. Um, and I know it's one of his dreams, as I'm sure it is Josh's as well. But uh, also fastest pit stop of the week has been his crew which is my my guys and they're both 18 years of age leon and mickey really? bingbong 18 years of age doing that pit board, doing that pit stop with harry as well has been fantastic so um bodes well for me for the future as well <laughs> we just have to make sure we don't go too fast that's it and then let's uh, let's rewind a bit because the fans didn't get to see you on the uh, the fan park after the the superstar because it was such a quick turnaround between the two races everyone was straight out of the levers straight back in the levers to go back out again 136.4 uh, 0.3 so, sorry 0.3 on a stalker it was all right wasn't it <laughs> was it all right <laughs> was it just a bit mate that is that is some going yeah do you know what? i started the superstock race and i didn't really feel myself too much when i set off felt a bit lethargic felt a little bit i don't know just not me um and it took me a few miles to kind of sort sort my head out a little bit and just kind of get into a bit of a rhythm didn't go ridiculously fast on the first lap or at least it didn't feel it but actually when i came in the pit stop i think i did 134 standing start and stopping into the pit so actually obviously it was even faster than tuesday but it didn't feel it to me i actually felt very much the opposite um, and from that point, I only had like one or two seconds. So uh, I knew Michael had really upped his game from Tuesday. Uh, he'd gone and done a couple of solo laps on it already. So he was, um, he was well up on the pace. Mm -hmm. So I just thought after the pit stop, get my head down, get, got more into the groove, almost a bit of a reset. I always think the pit, the pit stop's like a reset button for yourself, never mind the bike. And uh, from that point onwards, I thought, all right, well, let's see what everyone's got and get my head down a little bit. And on the last lap, I didn't do quite as much showboating, a few little waves, a few little lookovers, but not so much wheeling because I knew we were on for a good lap. So I thought, sod it. I got told off on Tuesday for doing too many wheelies and waving at people and not breaking a lap record. So um, I was like, all right, I'll get my head down a little bit and see where we can end up. And yeah, 16 minutes, 36 around the Isle of Man is pretty pretty damn fast it bodes well for tomorrow it's going to be a cracking race for tomorrow yeah well it leaves us in a bit of a dilemma because i don't know whether to ride the stocker or the super bike at the minute so um that's a conversation for in the next hour or so and josh you're on the stocker for tomorrow you're going to take this confidence into tomorrow's race yeah i 
I think every time I um, every time I'm on the track, every time I do another lap, I learn a little bit more, and I kind of roll roll through a bit quicker and open the throttle a little bit earlier, and it's it's just a it's just a like a school day every time I'm out on the yeah. track. So that's another reason I kept it pinned in that race. You know, I, I knew that every lap was going to be critical yeah. for for going onto the the senior tomorrow. So I missed three laps in the first Superstock race because the bike wouldn't run. So um, yeah, trying to uh, every, every day is like trying to play catch up but uh you know i'm, I'm pretty pretty i'm fairly pleased with uh my first return back after five years off so i can't expect much more than i'm doing well that's if, if yeah if, give him a round of applause for that podium after five years yeah thank you yeah i was gonna say if someone said after five years you could come back and you're gonna get on the podium you'd have you'd have snapped the hand off of that wouldn't you yeah i mean obviously i've always got high expectations racing at the front in in short circuit and bsb you always got this like self-belief that you can do it but here you've kind of got to turn that 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 mindset off and just accept that you're only going to go as quick as your body and and your your learning can can produce because if you if you push it you, you know you won't be here tomorrow so um yeah I'm, I'm pleased with everything that's happened i'm i'm really um at peace with uh with my speed you know obviously i'd love to be able to match the the top boys and be somewhere near pete but i know that's not for me yet you know that's going to be the future so yeah. I'm uh, yeah, I'm thrilled. I uh, and I hope everyone's enjoying you know the the event and what it is. And honestly, I get so pleased when I'm going around. Like I'm in P5 the other day, and everyone's waving to me and clapping and cheering. I'm thinking like, <laughs> I'm sure you know that that's that's what they do for the winners. But for this event, they they cheer everybody. You know, everyone that brings it home uh, deserves a deserves the clap and the cheer. And I certainly appreciate it. You're great. Thank you. Well said. Let's round up on that big race tomorrow it's going to be exciting but for now carol nash super twin race two give it up for your third place rider josh brooks and in second place pierre yves bian and your winner new it's so hard to say outright lap record new outright lap record holder winner of the race winner of the super stock Potentially the winner of tomorrow. Who knows? Peter Hickman, everybody! Well done, gents. What a pair of races. And I was lucky enough, and you guys have been lucky enough to hear the live interview that we did over on the fan park. And now we're going to bring in Steve Player to get his expert opinion on what he thinks of these two races that we have, we have just witnessed. Oh, Steve, I cannot catch my breath. Superstock. Race two, what an absolute battle. Unbelievable. Do you, you know what? There's been so much drama today, starting the first thing this morning when, you know, we thought David Todd wasn't going to ride because he's been sick all night long. Great to see Connor Cummings back. So the emotion and the drama has been flying around all day. You know, we've seen the Superstock lap record absolutely obliterated. And then the Super Twins flipping neck, talking about unreal michael dunlop doing his usual thing shooting off getting a few seconds lead breaking down over the mountain yeah and then of course our podium second place from the first race takes over the lead young uh, young mike brown only to break down and do a clutch is that what happened at it's the end went. of the second oh. lap yep yeah. i mean and he said i interviewed afterwards and he said flipping heck he said i rolled off he said i was trying to baby it home and bring it back and i said mate you know he didn't deserve that I said, to, a, I said, what was it like um, leading Peter Hickman at the Isle of Man TT 2023? He said, oh, I had a better bike. 
<laughs> so modest. What a dude. What a dude. But yeah, what a load of drama. And then, of course, the final podium was incredible. No one, no one would have predicted that. I spoke to Pierre Ebian on the... Uh, the start line and he was in good spirits and he said if I can make top six I'll be happy as long as I get it home that's the main thing <sighs> he's capable of a podium boom proved it Josh Brooks it was it was like who who didn't want to be on the podium as soon as he got a podium position they, they decided to break down Dom Herbertson Jamie Coward Mike Brown Michael Dunlop what Paul Jordan race. yeah there's, there's a lot of lads that broke down anyway but it was obviously uh <clears throat> we said earlier, you know, I think uh, about the guys using the same bike, same engines for yeah. race two, and it's uh, it's a tough class that it really is. And just when you think you're on it, you're flipping. You've got a, a, a sad trail. It, it was, but happy trail for the likes of Josh Brooks. Scores his first podium at the TT. Pierre Yves Bian on the podium as well, and then Hickey. It really, it was, it was the hare and the tortoise, really, weren't it? Because that that R7. I didn't want to say it when I was interviewing him on the fan park afterwards, but. It wasn't the fastest bike, was it? Well, it's far from fast, and you know uh, he did one lap, one lap at the end of the week in the final uh, in warm-up actually to to qualify it for the grid. So he's, the thing hasn't been ridden. They've struggled with various things. He's blown two engines up. He's borrowed Rutter's spare engine. So it's a, a great story, and for sure that bike's going to get better uh, and good. Oh, st oh, sorry, Steve. You got a phone? Are you busy? You got somewhere to be? Have you? Who's Denise from the spa? Stanley. I think he's lying here, kids. Yeah, good mate. Where are you? Booked in for 7.30, by the sound of it. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you can, mate, please. I'll, I'll see you in about uh, I'll see you in about 10 minutes, if that's all right. Where I met you before. In the spa. That's it, mate. Yeah, just, just near, near, not, yeah, perfect. All right, mate. Che thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. She sounds a bit rough, mate. Right, where were we? Where was I? Um, before you got that phone call, you were talking about Peter Hickman only getting one lap on it. I want to play, play devil's advocate here. If the organisers had not let him in that race, we would have had a French winner in the Super Twin race. You little devil, you. But, hey... No, very true. Yeah. You know, uh, hey, listen, it was a great result. Uh, 100%. And, you know, it just goes to show. Uh, however, the only race or the only class this week that the outright record hasn't been broken. Mm -hmm. um, but it's now, looking towards tomorrow, senior day, it is now 4-3 to Michael Dunlop. Will it be 4 all, or will it be a new record? Oh, who knows? Who knows? What do we think? Do you think Pete's going to go out on that Superstock bike after he did what he did on it today? Or do you think he'll still stick with that Superbike for the Superbike class? I believe he'll be on the Superbike and I think it's going to be a very close race and certainly one that everybody's going to be watching. So, on the fan park, when I interviewed him, I asked him the exact same question, or we got around to that question, should I say. And um, he said, I've got a difficult decision to make. Do I, do I go on that Stocker or do I go on the Superbike? The Stocker is proven and it's capable but do you think Michael Dunlop potentially might have a, dare I say it, a 137 in him? To answer that, you know what? It's not very difficult to answer because if he goes out on his super stock bike and Michael Dunlop beats him, he's a complete clown. 
Fair enough, actually, yeah, good point. You know, and it is a very, it's a very, it. very tough. I wouldn't want to be making that decision. It's yeah, a real yeah, yeah. tough one, it really is. I'm talking about PR-wise, social media, and every other platform. It'll be why didn't he go on the superbike? Yeah, um, I believe he's capable of a lot more on the superbike, without doubt. I know they made some massive changes this morning for warm-up, um, but it'll depend on those views. They'll obviously do some more work and uh, to find out why the Superstock's working perfectly and the Superbike isn't quite where they want it. So I honestly think, hey, listen, this is only Steve Plater thinking, but I really do think they'll be using the Superbike and he will go faster. Did you just refer to yourself in the third person? Is that where Mate, we're at You now? wouldn't want a third one on me. <coughs> Definitely the, the not. The birds do. <laughs> Hey, Feathered ones. Yeah, of course, yeah. To, to do to do what on? Steve's been defecated on. How many times now, They've Steve? They've unloaded on me twice. <laughs> Once out running earlier in the week in the banking area in Douglas, and the second time down pit lane today. What's all that about? Straight down my forehead, straight down the top of my shirt. <laughs> Baby wipes needed. Quick one, though. I'm just going to throw this out there. It cause... was a quick one. <laughs> because Milky Quail did predict right at the start of uh, qualifying week, he said, we're going to see a 137. Hey, and listen, we're not far off it, are we? I know it sounds daft. It's possible. You know, we know it's possible if if Hickey gets his bike on the pipe, the superbike, on working well. Yeah. However, as always, if Hickey doesn't have to do that, it won't happen. The question is, can Michael do it? I think Michael can go faster than he's already yeah. uh, mega lap in practice, the 35.5, but it's how far can he stretch that Honda Fireblade? Right, let's wrap this one up because you've got a booking in 10 minutes, did you say, at Spa? So you head down there and get in there now. Yeah, and they're going to get a sandwich. A sandwich at the dear From Spa Shop. Oh, the Spa Shop. Sorry, guys. I nearly threw you under the bus there. I thought you were going for a, a relaxation. Right, talking of happy endings, let's leave this one here. Okay, mate. See you in the morning. Smile. <laughs> See you, everybody.